I do. And I do want to say a very good evening to both of you. This debate will cover six major topics. We'll begin with the fight against the coronavirus. We're about to go into a dark winter, a dark winter, and he has no clear plan. 30 seconds here. Because Nancy Pelosi doesn't want to approve it. I do. But you're the president. I do, but I still have to get. Unfortunately, that's one of the reasons I think we're going to take over the House. I want to, is a I want to talk statement. about North Korea. Excuse me, just I do want to second, turn to please. 10 seconds, Mr. President. That's 10 a typical seconds. political statement. And that's how you okay. moderate a debate. Kristen, are you in charge of the girls? <laughs> I'm in charge of the girls. Who's in charge Kristen, of the girls? Are you in charge of the girls? I am in charge of the girls. That's yes. what I'm talking about. That's how you moderate a debate. Okay. Go ahead, Kristen. Third time's a charm. It took us long enough. Right. We finally got there. Shout it out. Shout out. So okay. that's definitely what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to talk about the debate. And we're also going to visit a topic about election fatigue and figure out who's feeling fatigued from the election. What else are we talking about? We have so much. I want to talk about Shonda. I'm going to talk about oh, yes, I Love New Shonda. York. Um, Jesse Smollett is ready to work again. Interesting. Um, so lots to talk about in okay. this episode. Well, let's go on and get right into it then. Everybody. Welcome back. What's to going on? Cold Pop. I'm Marcus Drew Steele. And I'm Trenton Rashad. And you are listening to Cold Pop. There is a lot to what's our motto? There's a lot going There's on. There's a lot going on. That's it. Uh yes. Uh, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. It's been a very funny week as far as weather goes, yes, but it has. it's been it's been fine. Like I absolutely love like the uh, dreariness and all of that stuff. But um, it's also had like some like hot points. And it was stuff. like it's seventy like degrees on Thursday, so, last Thursday. Yeah, it's definitely been interesting. You know, I'm always keeping up with like television and just trying to find stuff to watch on television all the time. Um, and so, yeah, what about you? Same, you know, just trying to keep busy throughout the week. Uh, I actually have watched some new things on TV this week, so I have some things good to talk job, about. Um, still watching, making my way through the Parkers. Uh, you know, one of my favorite comedies. But I've also been watching um, Unsolved Mysteries, the volume two of Unsolved Mysteries. Oh, no. I can't it was do that. really good. It mm -hmm. was good. No, um, I think what I was the games, what was the most tough for me, tough part of that series for me was the last the last episode okay. where they talked about these two black ladies who live in New York and the Martin Luther King projects um, and both of their kids were abducted three months apart Whoa. both of these black babies were at like two years old both of these black babies were abducted three Let's months apart in the same park it was a very very sad um, episode but I was like oh my gosh this is crazy so um, but unsolved mysteries it was really good so Wow. What about you? Um, I mean, for me, it's kind of a continuation of everything. So I finished The Vow, what I was talking about. Oh, we yeah. finished that um, this past week. Also, we finished Lovecraft Country. Yes. Oh, yes, 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 yes. So the season finale for Lovecraft Country was this past week. And, woo, chow. Um, it was a lot. It was a lot. What were your thoughts? So here's what I'll say. And I kind of tweeted about this, too. But basically... 
overall the series was amazing i'm on okay. board i'm a sci-fi fantasy fiction kind of girl and I, that was right up my alley what i will say though is that there were some plot holes some things that okay. i was not I've, too okay. enthused about okay um number one i felt like that lady was slighted i felt like lady lady's character yeah. worked tough all season to, and, and kind of her character arc kind of fell flat at the end i think by the end of the season, Letty had earned the right to, like, battle Christina, I think. Okay. And I think Letty had earned the right to even potentially kill Christina. Yeah, I, I thought it that. was very weird to have D kill Christina. Do you think that there would have been some type of conflict of interest seeing that Christina was the one that did place the un- invulnerability spell on Letty? No, because she didn't know. How would she have known? Like, yes, she fed, but... They had the book, as far as she knew, they had the book of names, so you don't know who could have put this, from her, I'm just trying to think from Lady's point of view, the last thing she remembers being thrown off of the, the tower by Christina. So why would Christina give her back her invulnerabilities but after you just killed me? Well, no, I mean, I think at that time, wasn't Letty, Letty did have the invulnerability no, spell. No, she was taken away. How the hell did she get up from that uh, long ass uh, fall because Christina gave her apparently gave Christina gave her back the um, invulnerability spell right when... so that's what I'm saying like in that sense do you think that there's a conflict like okay I clearly didn't die from this crazy ass fall I must be back in effect with my you know back in my usual game invulnerability game ha 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 okay like let me not fuck this up you know what I'm saying no you don't think that no i don't okay. think that because again they had the book I of names and letty is a hip on game with spells now so i mean is i just she, i just wanted or is she more. just learning she's spells. just well she just got her charge and so right. she's learning yeah and so i think maybe if there's a season two maybe i would love to explore that more i get the whole d situation a lot of people were saying they didn't catch the fact that you know when in hippolytus episode when they went to the future that d was the one that pushed atticus back into the portal we caught that but like i felt like that the end of this season was a setup for d which i mean i get it cool which i, understand. I feel like they tried to do a nod to at the very end right at but the very just, end of it it felt a little out of place to me i mean overall it was definitely entertaining i'll give it that Absolutely. I think that I think that there are a lot of writers in the room over there. Um, Good writers, yeah, a lot of great writers in the room over there, and just wanting to um, place nods to all of them. And so I think that that is maybe what was the detriment to this season finale episode. To me, it didn't seem as um, structured as we have seen other episodes in the series. It was a in lot. The first season they packed um, a this lot. Seemed in to there. be a little bit more manic. For me, um, there's just so much going on, and so uh, hey, but you have that's TV, yeah, that's TV, and I'm sure that they are probably looking back at that and being like, okay, let's make these changes, and I cannot wait to see season two. It's weird that it, it hasn't been announced that they've been confirmed for a season. They two. definitely have. I think that they might be playing that game of you know the Watchmen. They might be trying to get that Watchmen cred. I mean, I guess I don't know, but so. I'm on board, and I love the series, and I yeah, I would definitely watch the second season. Okay, all right, cool. All right, what else is going on? What else did you do this weekend, or is that it? I, I mean, for me, it was it was not a lot. It was just kind of hanging out. I feel like we went to a little kickback that was cute. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was very interesting. That was that was a very interesting. You and I both went to a little thing. We did. 
We did. Yeah, I had a fun time. I had a great time. It was good to see. Do you have any other thoughts that you want to share about said event? Nope, not at all. Do you? Interesting. I thought it was an interesting take on um, commerce and socialization in today's (laughs) uh, society. Okay, TED Talk. (laughs) And it was a... Come on, TED Talk. I think, for me, it was very much a... um, simulation a simulation of what of what of what to expect and how you're going to act in these situations as we start to um and actually right now i mean if you look at the news we're not starting to make those steps forward but in the times we're kind of going backwards we're going backwards but in those times when when it does come that we are in those steps forward how are you going to behave in situations that might not be as covid compliant as social distance-esque, if you will, quarantine-ready, if you will. Um, and how, you know, how are you going to adjust uh, your socialization? And I think it was just a really cool experiment on that. That's all I'll say. Do you adjust or do you leave? I mean, that would be an adjustment. Uh, yeah. Leaving would be an adjustment. <laughs> so I think that that's just the yeah. interesting, it was just an interesting take on that. But I enjoyed myself thoroughly. I did too. I had a um, great time. We were actually... Uh, charged with hosting a portion of the evening. I don't want to talk about it. You don't want to talk about that? Okay. Not, so. No, let's talk about it. <laughs> Cut the cameras, dead ass. Cut the cameras. Um, I think that would, that might be our first entertainment flop. We bombed. We bombed. We it was, not a, it was bombed. not a good... You know what? I think we had good material. We but did. We but not, not a captive audience. We were not ready for this Mm-mm. audience that was there. Man, um, it was a I manic audience. I can't say enough about the audience, but I... We weren't ready. We weren't prepared for that audience, we and that not. is that was a rookie mistake. We have to be yes. ready for whatever comes through that door, and I think that that was interesting. Um, like I said, it was, take off your robes. The, the, the entire night for me was an experiment, and just like how you, yes. you know, and how you act, and so um, I agree. So it was it was very interesting. Probably not our best, but definitely probably uh, girl it was not our best but we took i think we took some um we took some learning yeah we learned and we will live to fight another day that's it all right Uh, all right so it's time for our first segment (laughs) you're a mess (laughs) entitled okay this is the moment where marcus and i get to go over the top moments in pop culture things that made us say this week marcus you're up first I'm up for, well, no, because I want to talk about your topic, because I actually read the entire article. I did, too. Okay, so let's talk about that first, because okay. it's fresh on my mind. Well, let's talk about, so this is going to be a um, master class in when you, when you are the shit, you don't stand for anything. And what we're talking about right now is Miss Shonda Rhimes, okay? So an uh, article in The Hollywood Reporter came out featuring Shonda Rhimes talking about her experiences um, at ABC, moving to Netflix, things that she's excited about now, um, and just kind of where she is as a, as this entertainment mogul. Um, what was interesting in the actual article is that she talks about what was the straw that broke the Campbell's back at ABC. Uh, so for those who don't know, it was a very public split between Shonda Rhimes and ABC. Shonda, who had given the network some incredible programming. You're talking about Scandal, 
Grey's Anatomy, How to Get Away with Murder. So some very epic shows. And I think, <laughs> for all intents and purposes, really put ABC back on the map in terms of nighttime programming. TGIT on ABC was definitely a thing. Um, but when they came to a parting of ways, it was definitely very public, um, very... Um, very quickly, very quickly happened, very abruptly. Yeah. It was a very abrupt split from ABC. Yes. Um, and so we got to get a little bit more insight in the article regarding that. The straw that broke the camel's back, though, was all about a trip to Disney World. A Disneyland pass. A $154 Disney pass. You know what? People keep going up and over about what the price is. Is it $150? Is it $200? It doesn't matter. Either it's or. the principle right. of the thing. Okay? $200. It is the principle of the from thing. From a woman who, uh, so who made you millions? Me, so let me talk a little bit about what happened. So yes, it that was the straw that broke the Campbell's back. I don't want to say that was the only reason. In the article, she talks about a lot of other things. But in this particular situation, there was a um, family event. Shonda was actually not able to go, but she had acquired some Disneyland passes, some Disneyland free passes to go. And so her daughter had one. They were able to get one for they the nanny. all access passes. Yes, all access passes into the park. She was able to have one, the daughter, as well as the nanny. Shonda ended up actually not going and was like, I'll, I'll just give my sister her pass. They came to find out that the passes are not interchangeable. And so... Well, no, she... So, okay, hold on. So let me just... Just to keep us on track... So she knew the passes were interchangeable. That's why she asked for another one. So when because she they were all access passes, and right. she needed one for her sister, but she knew she couldn't give her sister her pass. Right. So that's why she asked for another pass. Okay, and so when she found out that they were not interchangeable, she then requested another pass yes. from the sister. So they actually got a pass from to the park. Disney exec. So they got a they got a pass after um, not before the exec said, "Don't don't you have enough?" Well, wait, 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 wait. No, that's not it. So what happened was is that she got a pass, okay? She they, she got a pass after calling around, oh, and yeah, then they yeah. said, we never do this. Yes. They gave her the pass. They gave the sister the pass, okay? So now everyone has their passes. Shonda is away. Shonda is not at the park. They The family goes to the park, and they get there, and then for some reason, the sister's pass is not working. And so she's not able to gain admission into the park. Shonda then calls a very high-ranking executive over at um, over at ABC um, to say, hey, can we get this kind of taken care of? In that conversation, she was met with a very abrupt, a very cold, don't you have enough? Like, haven't you, you've already asked for another pass. We've made that happen. And from there, Shonda said, you know what? Thank you for your time. We'll get it. Yeah. So from that, she then called her team, her agents, and were like, Get me a deal at Netflix. Get me out of she this. She was like, and if you can't get me a deal, and if you can't get me a deal at Netflix, let me find new representation. I'll find new representation. And so that is that was the straw that broke the camel's back. It's very interesting that this story came out um, right out on the brink. I know that she has some projects coming up on Netflix, but it's just once again one of those things. Well, before I get there, before I before I get to my point, what were your initial thoughts, Marcus? A uh, bad bitch. This is yeah. She's I mean, a bad this bitch. is that's how you do it. I mean, when you put because I, I read the article and she goes on to say how network TV is much different than a streaming platform because it's a constant go. You're constantly churning out new things, new episodes. You're writing episodes for a season that's currently airing, so you're and those were some of the things going. she talked about. She definitely yes. talked about some of those things. But what were your initial thoughts to the actual 
not being able in the Are place. Are you talking about to the, the the infraction? Yes, it was petty. I it thought was it petty. was very petty. It was absolutely petty, and I think that who um who whatever executive it was, I'm sure they probably were let go. <laughs> I'm not sure um, that I'm not sure. And or embarrassed. What I think that this was is this was a situation in where they had been feeling that Shonda was getting too big and needed to be put in her place, and this was one way that they were able to a do Disney that. Disney pass? I am t- <laughs> telling But if you, if I'm requesting and I'm asking you to help me out, like, my sister's at the gate, they can't get in, like, this is something like, well, let me take you back to, you will always need to come to me for this. And I think that this was just an exercise of power. This was a petty exercise of power, and Shonda said, you know what, I don't have time to play those games with you, and because I am who I am and I do what I can do, and no one else can, I'm not going to be able to bless your company with this anymore. And I'm taking my talents elsewhere. And so I loved it. I loved hearing it. I think this is kind of one of those instances where you know your worth. Yeah. And where you um, have the ability. Now, yeah. do listeners, please do not listen to this story and think that you, you will go, go pull out. a Shonda at your job. <laughs> yeah. Okay? This is not the case. We're not there yet. But we're, we're all striving to get there. Yes. But right now we're not a there. Really great, this is just a really great... Um, instance of that and i love that and i definitely will be supporting whatever comes out on netflix from her certainly okay marcus Um, what do you have okay so my woo child has to deal with 50 cent and i went debated on whether or not i even wanted to talk about i debated not love 50 at all you i thought you i thought you canceled 50 first okay so that's not my narrative gia yeah you canceled him i've told you plenty of times i don't cancel anyone i just choose not to give them my business or my viewers no it's not that's That's not canceling that is you a can cancel. go on and live. I'm not out here leading no campaign that cancel. says cancel 50 Cent. I'm not saying that you're leading it, but you have canceled him. I have not. I don't cancel anybody. Okay. I just know. I know that as a consumer, my money is where my mouth is. And okay, so that's what I do. Now, 50 Cent, Curtis Jackson. Um, I'm just going to read this article from Newsweek. It says rapper 50 Cent shocked many fans when he endorsed President Donald Trump last Monday, and in a show of He Means Business, he continued that conversation the following day. 50 Cent tweeted a video from Fox News where his endorsement of Trump was being discussed. The segment featured a joke made by Trump's senior advisor, Katrina Pearson, that 50 Cent could become 20 Cent with former Vice President Joe Biden's tax plan, which plans to increase taxes on households making over $400,000 annually. So, that's the main reason why Curtis Jackson said decided he wanted to support Donald Trump right. is because of the tax the tax plan. Um, Fifty Cent is lame. He's whack. I think what we're seeing here it's very interesting seeing the dominoes fall with a lot of your favorite rappers, uh, Kanye West. Uh, 50 Cent, and then there's another rapper, I forget, uh, I forget his name, I forget his name, who also said something about being in support of Donald Trump. And y'all are coming to find out real quick, these rappers is not shit. (laughs) These rappers are not shit, and they do not have your best interest at heart. Please do not listen to them. You will be asked out here in a heartbeat because you are not rich. You cannot make it on your own like a lot of these rappers are doing and are still struggling at that i.e. Tyga starting OnlyFans. So this was whack to me. What are your thoughts? Uh, So, number one, I never look to (laughs) uh, rappers for my endorsements. Especially Uh, politically. But I do think that, you know, 
one of the things that I will see, see and say is that as we get into um, society, there is an expectation for these stars to be very much well-read, well-bred, and well-educated on these types of issues, even politics. And one of the That's things that I'm saying is that 50 Cent, while you... This is not the time. While you might have been making a joke, while you might have been serious, it doesn't matter. Like, this is not the time to kind of play with any of that. And so, while you're trying to be like, ha, he, 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 ha, 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 th- this, th- this time is very serious. And it's not the time Absolutely. to use your platform to be making jokes to even actually, whether you are going to endorse him or not. Like, like let's be very real and talk about all, talk about holistically all of the situations, all of the causes and um, issues that we're voting on and looking at. You know, and to be completely fair and honest, like, I don't look at any celebrity as far as for their, I, I want to hear what they have to say. I, you know, well, if they feel this kind of way, then I need to feel this kind of way. Like, yeah. no, do your own research, do your own um, investigating about a lot of these serious issues and make your own decisions. Like, don't allow some celebrity, because they will have you asked out here, because a celebrity's priority is not necessarily going to be your priority. Yeah. Two different tax brackets. Exactly. Here. So, I, number one, wouldn't even pay that no mind anyway. So, just keep that in mind. Gotcha. Uh, Wu Chow. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I don't even want to speak on this no more. Well, let's move on. <laughs> okay. What All else right. you got? Well, I wanted to take this time to say Wu Chow to someone who is doing, to me, God's work. Okay? Who? God's work. And that is 24-year-old Rashik Zahid. Okay, so this man, Rashik, said, you know what? I'm tired of being disappointed and I'm ready to make a change for once in my life. Okay, Mr. Zahid has now launched a brand new website called McBroken. Okay, (laughs) this website aims to end such as... Incidents as craving for a McFlurry or Shamrock Shake and being told that the ice cream machine is down. Stop it! Okay, I'm not. He has now created a website. Stop it! That will showcase where all of the broken ice cream machines are in a in a mile radius. I mean, it's smart. Okay, this smart child. So McBroken is the displays a map of every McDonald's location in the U.S., denoted by a cluster of dots, okay? And then from there, so go to McBroken, all right, and you'll be able to see it, and you'll see um, <laughs> and you'll see where you can get the ice cream machines and those ice cream things that you want, all right? It was very funny how he actually started it. He started it just by using other apps. He created this by just using other apps and going and playing with trying to order ice creams at different McDonald's. And seeing which ones were unavailable. Um, so very it, very creative. While I'm over here drinking Mad Dog 2020 on some nights watching um, Pin 15, Rashid <laughs> is doing something important. Productive. He's doing important work. And he said, you know right. what? We're just going to go ahead and make this. Um, and so, yeah, he was able to kind of create all of the things for this app, for this website. Um, and hats off to him. Doing God's work. Yeah. So he first uh, he first tested this out in Germany, um, which has about fifteen hundred McDonald's locations. How was it received? Um, but you know, people were definitely interested, and within twenty minutes of the launch, it received over ten thousand vid- visitors. Shout out. 
So, I mean, that just got, that kind of shows you. So, shout out to Rasheed. And it's called McBroken? It's called McBroken. Okay, Rasheed. Type in McBroken.com and it'll pull up. Yeah. I'm about to do it. Yeah, and you'll see it and it'll just pull right up. But, child, (laughs) woo, child, go ahead. That's what I have to say. It's so funny. Oh, here it goes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. The red ones are where it's broken. I don't even eat McDonald's, so. So, but I mean, I just think that that is just creative, and it's it's what this country needed. <laughs> so, thank you, Rashid. <laughs> All right, my last topic has to do with a streaming platform that is shutting its doors, closing the blinds, hanging yep, it yep. up, headed to the house, calling it quits. Quibi. Have you heard of Quibi? I have heard of Quibi. So Quibi is a short form. Was a short form. No, it's gonna go. It's gonna go until December first. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> Got it. Still underwhelmed. Yeah. No, Quibi is a short form streaming platform that based its audience on um, content on the go, and so they wanted to, uh, I guess, pretty much appeal to an audience that was on the go, on the train, on the bus, in the carpool lane, watching 10-minute clips or uh, Club, of content. Plane, <laughs> movies, another plane, yeah. another plane, bus. All of that. Club, another club. So it was, a, it was a huge, like there was a huge push for this. I remember all the advertising earlier this year. Yeah. Um, what they were not counting on, though, was the pandemic. The pandemic has been a lot of businesses undoing, and Quibi yeah. is no exception. So this comes from Business Insider, and it says, Quibi is officially dead after launching during COVID-19 pandemic and surviving just six months. This past Wednesday, the company announced it was shutting down and informed employees that they would be laid off. Quibi started as an idea for short videos on mobile devices from former eBay CEO Meg Whitman and DreamWorks co-founder Jeffrey Katzenberg. Katzenberg. Um, what do you think about this? Um, I was never a Quibi viewer. They had a lot of um, good content. They had a lot of, like, because Punked, remember, was brought back with yeah, Chance the I, Rapper. Yeah, I, I heard about that, and I heard that they were doing some really, really cool There was the court show stuff. with Chrissy Teigen. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I heard that there were some really cool things happening, but all in all, it's just not my method of media. Um, and so I think it's just kind of hard to... Um, I think it would be hard to capture an audience that is kind of now where binge watching has become a thing. Yeah. And so if you, people are just kind of running through this content, I'm begging to ask, how rapidly are you putting out content? Like, how how quickly are they getting new things to consume? And so, I don't know. For me, um, seeing when things are short form, you can kind of run through them probably very more quickly than you would a other streaming service. So, well, I mean, it's not even just that, though. Like the whole premise is like on the go and no one's on the go. Everyone's at home. So there's no need to be on my mobile phone when I can just go on a streaming platform for my TV, you know. And so they just pretty much the pandemic pretty much destroyed their entire premise and platform because nobody's watching things on the go now. Everyone's stationary. So, I mean, that, that kind of was their undoing. I don't. But I, yeah, I don't know if that really, though, speaks to just the content like you know I feel like, like they had good content i'm just, no i'm not saying that they didn't have good content i'm just saying that if it's all short form people are going to run through that shit quickly that's all i'm right, saying right right well woo child 
Yes. Sucks for Quibi. Um, okay, let's, let's take, take a break. A break. <laughs> Do your show, girl. Do your show. Do your Go show, ahead. girl. No. Nope. Go ahead. Okay. I'll bring I'll bring us back in. Go ahead. Okay. So you wanna be me so damn bad. Yeah, I don't even have really time because if the listeners really knew Right, if they really knew they really how knew this show got put down. It would be interesting. It would be very interesting. Let's take a quick break and we'll be back with our spill segment. You're a mess. Bye. Okay, and we are back Hello. from our break. We're back with Cold Pop, and it is time for our spill segment. Yes. Marcus, what are we talking about today? So this week, I just had a realization, and I wanted to put this out there to the pop stars, to our listeners and stuff as well, and also get your feedback. I think I am, ex- well, I don't think, I know I am experiencing election fatigue. Okay. I am worn out. Talk to me about that. If I see, hear, read another thing about a debate, about the election, about a poll, about anything, I may lose my mind. Okay. Like, I am I, I am at my wit's end. I am tired. Now, what do you think is... Well, I mean, we know what is different in this election season, right? right? Everyone's There's at so home. many things. Everyone is at home, right? So, they're... That slows you down automatically. Right. Okay? Um, And so you are taking in a lot more of it, I think, than you would generally in any other election season because you you have been slowed down yourself. Mm -hmm. I think that you also have to now add on top of it that this is a very political time. A very monumental time, yeah. Like, there's just so much going on right now um, in terms of law and politics and, and, and things in that, you know, in that, in that, um, that realm. realm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to help you out. You was the one searching for the word. But you saw that I had the word and you I said did, it I anyway. Can, I actually, so funny, funny story. I can see your eyes in the top of your nose, but I cannot see your mouth. Whatever. You're like Wilson I'm from not, uh, Home Improvement. I'm not even going to. Get into Anyways, that. go anyways, on with your But saying. other things in that realm that it's just such, I think people are paying um, paying more attention to it now. Yeah, and I think yeah. that that is part of it. So we are consuming a lot of it. Yes, I will say that. Um, in in relation to what it's looked like in previous election years, it probably is a little bit more, probably a little bit more um, hot button. But <sighs> election fatigue. I am definitely feeling fatigued. I don't know if I'm feeling fatigued just yet. Okay. I think that I do a really good. I think I do a really good job of limiting how much of that I take in. So hold on to that because we're going to talk about that at the very end. Because okay. that's. I'm glad you brought that point up. So the first couple of questions I have for you. Number one, have you been watching all of the debates? I no. So I have. Have I watched all of the debates front yes. to back? No. Okay. I have. Did done. you watch this past week's debate? I watched I, the I first not. half of okay. it. I watched the first half of it. Maybe not the first half. Maybe the first quarter of the debate. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, and 
yeah, that was pretty much all I could really get into. Right. Okay, um, so the next question then, how closely since... So, I watched the vice presidential debate. Okay. Oh, I watched the oh. debate before that. Yeah, so, yeah, yes, yeah. I have... Okay, yeah. So you have I been. have been watching it, yes. Been. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so... I didn't watch the town halls, though. I didn't either. I didn't either. Um, so, since this election cycle began last year, how closely have you been following this election? Since it began, no. All the way not, back from the primary. No. So How closely have you been following? I, ha- I had not. Um, I think that there was a part of me that was like, damn, there's 50, 11 people up there running. Yeah. Um, I'm Just call me when y'all narrow it down. <laughs> and I think, I mean, so, yes, it was definitely side-eyeing it. And then I think once we got into the... The first thing I really remember of kind of being like, oh, shoot, oh, shoot, was when we first... We're hearing that Kamala might be out. Right, Kamala, Kamala. When we when we um first heard that she might be out, and I was like, oh, I th- so I think that's probably when I started paying attention. Okay, closely. Okay, is there anything that you would change about your consumption of this election cycle? No, probably not. Um, do I going back to the primary, is there anything that I'm like, mm, would I have thought differently? Probably not, to be honest, mm-hmm. um, by the time that the primary came around. And so I think that that was when, right before that, so yes, when um, Kamala was thinking about, yeah, when we first heard she was going to exit, then that's when I started paying attention. So I don't think that there's anything that I would have changed as far as my consumption level of election content and so that brings up the point that you mentioned earlier so what were the ways and how you consumed information about this because i think the issue that i am having is i think with social media i'm always in a mode of like okay i need to come off of twitter i need to come off of instagram but then i'm always scared i'm gonna miss something so i'm like damn it okay i need to get back on there and just let me just do a quick check and then it ends up being 30 minutes later and i'm like okay i need to get off of here there's a ton of bad takes and it's that constant push and pull with me so how are you let me tell you what i did let me tell you what i did i think i did i and then well unintentionally i think i did some segmenting um, and some fragmenting of the actual, all of the content. So I DVR'd every debate. I DVR'd it. Okay. And so I might watch like a little bit or I'll have it on while I'm like, you know, pl- cooking or, you know, something like that. Like, so I think that that was kind of, that helped me kind of break it up or at least allow me to do something kinetic while I was listening to it. But what about social media? What about when you're on your phone at night or when you're sitting around, like, and you're on Twitter and you see the articles and the polls and all yeah, of this stuff? Yeah, I think... How are you limiting I mean, your consumption of that? Outside of that, I mean, are? I guess I'm not... When it comes to that kind of stuff, no, I'm not limiting my consumption. I uh-huh. Yeah, I see it. I take part in it. I might watch a bite. But then that's the other thing, too. I always feel like I have to be very weary about the things I'm looking at on social media. Right. And sometimes it's not even worth doing the fact-checking to see if it's legit before I actually read it mm-hmm. than to just scroll past it. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Okay. So then my next question for you. So election day is approaching. Who am um, I voting for? Okay. Uh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, first, have you voted already? I've not voted. Okay. When will you be voting? Election day. You're gonna go on election day. So yes. that boom, there you hit my transition. So how will you be spending your election day? I'm going to get up out of bed. 
I'm going to go walk across the street, do my little thing, and then I'm going to come back, probably fix some breakfast, and kick it. I might start drinking early that day, but then I, I have an election party I'm going to that night. Nice. I, um... I've, I've voted early by mail, um, and then I took my ballot to a, a drop box. But I think I'm going, I may unplug on election day. I may actually I actually unplug. had a friend said that they didn't want to be in the country on election day. <laughs> you know what? That's not a terrible idea either. Yeah, she's I, like, I don't want to. No, I'm not even going to be here. Yeah, I think I might unplug and just maybe like have like a themed movie day or something just to be done with it. You know, at this point, there's nothing else you can do. Yeah. Like, it's just going to be whatever it is. So, okay. So what's the first thing you'll do if Joe Biden wins? I don't know. I'll probably, I mean, I'll probably be like, okay. (laughs) I'll probably do that. That's probably the first thing that I'll do. I probably will. Stop holding your breath. I will probably toast. I'll probably do a toast to Biden and uh, Kamala and be like, okay, so we're good. Okay. And so vice versa on the flip side, what will you do if Donald Trump wins a second term? I would just go back once again and reflect on 2020 and just how this year has been sad i will probably what i do in like high times of stress is i i go to sleep yeah yeah i've noticed that i will lay down if i feel if I'm i can't feeling do like, that if i'm feeling overwhelmed i will get in this bed and get under the covers and you have a talent sleep. because i can never turn my mind off when i'm stressed out yeah so that's probably what i will i will probably say you know what i don't want to deal with this right now i'm going to bed and i'll do and we'll talk about this in the morning Okay, so my last question, and damn, you got all these. Fucking I know. Questions. Well, I mean, these are just all damn. relatable questions and stuff that you know, a lot of people are dealing with. And I'm in an interview. Um, what's affected you most about this election cycle, if anything? Like just this year, 2020, and this election cycle. What's affected you the most? And I'll give you mine too. Once I I'm think done. for me, um, it has. It's. I mean, yes, the coronavirus is definitely taken so many lives but for me it's been the assault and the murders of black uh black and brown bodies and having to have that and see that play in in this election in how people are talking i lit i mean we literally had the president of the united states of america on tv around the world say stand back and stand by yeah to a group of white supremacists and it's just yeah i it's it's definitely been a very tough election season year yeah for us and um yeah i understand that i think it's t- it's I think what's affected me the most is the pace at which things have changed. I think things have changed so quickly and so fast from day to day that I haven't been able to um, digest what's happening and like form a fully thought out thought or a fully thought out idea or or an opinion about anything. Because I feel like as soon as I form my thoughts about something, it changes. And it's like, well, shit, okay, now I got to think about this. Yeah. And that has been just very overwhelming to me. 
and that is that is that has affected me the most. It's just the pace in which things are changing literally from day to day, sometimes even hour to hour. And that has been very detrimental to like my my mental health and like my psyche because as a I'm a journalist and so mm-hmm. like I am constantly consuming news yeah. and ideas and articles and stuff That's- like that. But things change so frequently, yep. it, it becomes overwhelming to me. And to stay up to date in yeah. that it is a, it's an actual job. Because you feel like, like you, you have, have to, to stay you have up to, to date do it. And it's, to know what's yeah. going on. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you see how it's sort of like a, a trickle down and how it keeps coming down to how you consume and all this yep. other stuff. So that's what's causing my election fatigue. My election cycle it. fatigue. Um, the last thing I want to say is we, we pose this question to our audience, to our pop stars, and I have some results. Um, we did the poll, we did a poll on Twitter and Instagram and we talked about, are you happy the debates are over and is anyone else experiencing election fatigue? On Twitter, 67% of people said, yes, I am exhausted. And 33% said, nope, bring on more. On Instagram, 86% of people said, yes, I am exhausted. And 14% of people said, no, bring on more. So it's interesting that some think, people want more. I think people are at their limit. The majority is at their yeah, limit, though. Said, like, wrap it up. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we need, we need to move on. Yeah. And just let us know. If we're going to be in four more years of hell, just say that. <laughs> just say that. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much it for this segment. So, yeah, this was good. All right, well, let's take a break. And then when we come back, we'll be back with our signature segment, Fizz or Flat. Stay tuned. All right. Welcome back. It is time for our signature segment that we like to call Fizz or Flat. That's where we take a look at pop culture and we give a fizz to the things that we're feeling and a flat to the things we're not. we're not. (laughs) Girl, you, you don't do it as well as me. You don't, um, so don't even. So why don't you lead us off then and tell us what you got up first. All right, I'll go ahead and start. So the HBIC is back. New York. So shout out to um, Tiffany, Tiffany Pollard, who um, is the... In some respects, the queen of reality the TV. The blueprint. The blueprint. She okay. Is the blueprint. Before there was a Nini, before there was anybody, there was Tiffany. There Pollard. was Tiffany Pollard, and so she um, has announced that there will be a "I Love New York" reunion special coming to TV very soon. Shout out. Okay. Um, apparently. This reunion special is going to be hosted by Miss Vivica Fox. Oh, really? Yes. Interesting. Um, and so she's going to be doing it. And it's going to be um, somewhat of a double feature for VH1. So they're going to do the reunion special. Um, and then they're also going to do a reunion special for Hollywood Exes. If you remember that uh, short-lived reality show. That was shade, short-lived. Yeah, it was a reality was show. That was shady. Sorry. Um, but, uh, so this is going to come on in December and apparently it's going to be a, where they are, where are they at now? So what they're going to kind of recap all the show's greatest moments, but then how has each cast member evolved over time? Um, so really interesting. I, I personally, because my deep, deep affinity for, I love New York. Um, as well as Charm School. I have to say Charm School. We're just watching Charm School. I love Charm School School as well. Yeah. Um, 
this gets a fizz for me. Uh, absolutely a fizz. Yeah. I'll be watching. So I hope hope we're going to be able to see um, some of this. And then also there might there may or may not be a special announcement from uh, Chance, who is a cast member on the show. Interesting. Yeah. So Interesting. Well, fizz. I give it a fizz. Yes, yes. Um, okay, so my first one comes from... I don't know if a lot of people know who this actor is. I know you do. I do. Yeah. Um, anybody who's watched The Wire, obviously, you would know as well. But B.B. Um, King is finally getting yes. a biopic. And Wendell Pierce from The Wire really? is leading the charge. Um, yes. So this comes from Pitchfork. This article, it says, A new biopic about blue, blues legend B.B. King is in the works. It's called The Thrill is On and will star Wendell Pierce. Um, so it's going to star The Thrill is On? The Thrill is On. Oh, okay. Yeah, is what it's called. Like a playoff, The Thrill is Gone. Or yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cute, yeah. cute, cute, cute. But it's called The Thrill is On, and we'll star Wendell Pierce. Um, and Wendell took to Twitter and said, we are official. He said, I promised B.B. King before he died, I will honor him and his creative genius, an American icon. B.B. Uh, mm. King died in 2015. And looking at these pictures, Wendell is a dead ringer for BB. So yeah, like I could see it. I definitely see this. I definitely could see it. I think this is going to be amazing. And if done well, Wendell, there might be an Oscar Oscar nod in this. Come on. Might be an Oscar nod it in was, this. It was for Ray, so come on, let's make it happen. Yeah, so I give this a huge fizz. Um, this has been a long time in the making, uh, and so to finally have this come getting off the ground, I'm super excited for Wendell and the BB King's BB King's family yeah. and Wendell's team for getting this done. Or, it gets a fist for me as well. Yeah. I can't think of anyone else I would have play BB King. I was thinking about it. And I can't I couldn't think either. of anyone else. It's like perfect him, casting. Yeah, that's I like agree. it. So yeah, definitely a fist for me. Yeah, fizz. Okay. Uh, what else so, you got? Up next. Mr. Jussie Smollett um, is going to be returning to work, guys. Dun, dun, so dun. earlier this past week, uh, Jussie started his directorial debut on what in the direction of B Boy Blues, which is a um, it is a book um, or the film is an adaptation of a book by James Earl Hardy. Uh, James Earl Hardy. Um, this the novel was first released in 1994. Um, and this is coming from the Hollywood Reporter, but apparently this is going to cover um, a relation, a complicated romantic relationship between two black men, one who is a journalist and the other a bike messenger. Um, and so really excited. They've already started filming. Um, I'm not sure who the cast is for this. Um, I'm not seeing any names I really recognize. Probably won't. But. Um, I'm I'm trying to decide how I'm going to uh, how I feel about this. I wonder if this is going to be sort of in the same lane as the skinny. Do you remember that movie that he? Yeah, I don't think I don't think it's going to be that. Okay. No, I think that this is going to be like artistic. Interesting. Um, okay. because like this, I mean, this book had won a lot of um like um awards and things like that. I think this is going to be like a really it's it's based on like a really um seminal work if you will okay um and so i know frank gatson is um on to help produce the film oh okay um so that's that's pretty cool uh do you think that this is going to 
What do you think is going to be a bigger conversation, the actual movie or Jussie, Jussie. Around, the, around the movie? And Obviously. I'm like, do you think that that will ever overshadow this project? project? I think... Am I having a stroke? Like, why can't I talk? <laughs> it may, but if the movie's done well, I think the movie has a chance to kind of, like, rocket past that. So, yeah. I mean, I guess you just have to wait and see. But right now, I mean, obviously the only talk, the, the same reason we're talking about is because Jesse is doing it. Yeah. So this is his film directorial debut. Um, and I mean, I, for one, am excited for him. I mean, I'm glad he's able to kind of do something. Um, we'll see what happens. I'll support <laughs> it. I'm definitely going to go watch it. I'll give it a fizz. Yeah. I'll give it a fizz. Good for him. I'm getting out there, doing something yes. different, changing the... Take myself out of the narrative. <laughs> Shout out to all my Hamilton people. Um, yeah, I give it a fizz. Okay, good. Okay, so the next thing I have is just a quick shout out, honestly. Um, everyone mark your calendars. December 6th, um, the first of two. That's my niece's birthday. Oh, is it? It's my nice. oldest, one of my oldest babies. Um, on December 6th, the first of two new episodes of Euphoria are coming to HBO. Oh, really? So, Zendaya made the That's announcement good. last week on her Instagram. And, yeah, I just want to give a huge shout-out. I love the show. If you all don't know, Zendaya won Best Lead Actress in a Drama Series for if Euphoria. <laughs> I was wondering I love what how you were you, doing. You were like, you did like this like uh, uh, drama series. Drama series. Um, that was just funny to me. For Euphoria, but, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so, I mean, it's Euphoria is a big deal, and these these two episodes, I don't think, are going to be coupled with the new season. I think these are standalone episodes. Oh, god, I'm not quite sure about that, though. Now, that's, now, okay, I don't know how I feel about that. Well, I don't quote me on that, because I don't know. Because I'm like, how are you going to just give us a taste? Well, I mean, what I feel like, I, I think it'll still be a part of the timeline, so whatever happens in those two episodes, I'm sure, it's will just gonna carry help over. Move the fo- or it might just be like, we know what we need to move for us to start the season we need to move this forward yeah um possibly let's do two episodes possibly okay but i give it a huge fizz i love euphoria for me i love i'll be watching so great stuff yeah um for me i wanted to chat about daniel kalua um so this is the actor from get out yeah and black Um, panther and oh yeah he is in black panther as well yes i remember him now um but i wanted to talk a little bit about his newest project um yep he was in queen and slim as well good job our imdb thank you um so (laughs) kalua is now taking on producing a project featuring everyone's favorite cartoon not cartoon but dinosaur barney you heard me right very interesting (laughs) barney um apparently daniel is supposed to be producing a live action barney movie um now what does that even look like so I mean, a live action Barney movie is probably a. I mean, there's wasn't the show clearly, live action? The, yeah, but it's got. There's got to be some kind of twist. Like, so it's I'm not sure that's going to be show. some type of twist. Um, but listen to what he had to say about it, and this okay. is coming from Cineblend.com. Barney taught us, "I love you, you love me. Won't you say you love me too?" That's one of the first songs I remember, and what happens when that isn't true. I thought that was really heartbreaking. I have no idea why, but it feels like that makes sense. It feels like there's something unexpected that can be poignant but optimistic, especially at this time now. 
I think that's really, really needed. So what if it's this what if it's about the show, but like the drama that goes on behind the show? Like I'm not sure how this is going to come. Because, you know, like what I was thinking was is that Barney did start out live action, but Barney also became a cartoon later on. Yeah. Um, and so it could be either. I don't know. I have be, no clue what this is going to look like. Me neither. Um, Daniel was born in 1989. That's exactly the year I was born. Was he really? Yes. And so <gasps> we are both. I'm older than Daniel? So, child. Damn. Old lady. Um, but this is the thing. It definitely is like we drank the Kool-Aid. All of us Barney yeah. people drank the Kool-Aid. Now, what I'm scared of is like, Daniel, I don't know if everybody drank the Barney Kool-Aid like that. Well, you know Demi Lovato and Selena Gomez got their start on Barney. What? Mm-hmm. They were both in Barney. When? Barney and Friends. Back when they were kids. Oh, I have to see that. Oh, wow. I yeah. didn't know that. No, but both like... them. I'm just trying to figure out how many people have actually drank the Barney Kool-Aid. Because I feel like I was like one of the last generations to really be into Barney like that. Quick, name another character besides Barney. Baby Bob. Ooh, you better get BJ. it, bitch. BJ. What are y'all talking about? What about BJ? And then we want to talk about the kids. We want to talk about Sean. Boom. Men. Boom. Tasha. Boom. Okay, Michael. Boom. Like, don't get, like, <laughs> baby. Okay? Let me you, actually tell you, you something. You better say that. Let me tell you something. Okay. You, did you see the... Uh, the video of the little girl that rocked her like cousins and sisters head when she oh, blew yes. her candles. Yes. So I had a Barney birthday party one year and um, uh, my brother's girlfriend used to babysit me all the time. Right. My brother's girlfriend or, or it was his girlfriend at that time used to babysit me all the time. And she would always babysit me and this other little boy named Mario. They threw a birthday party for me at that house. Mm-hmm. And, um, my babysitter actually threw, uh, her mom made a cake, mm-hmm. made a Barney cake for me. I had a Barney cake And before. then, like, this was like a handmade, beautiful, I mean, beautiful cake. I remember it just being like, I was like, wow. And she made it like all of her, like by herself. And they put the candle on. I got ready to blow out the candle and Mario's ass hopped in with his nappy-headed ass and blew out my fucking candle. <laughs> like, I would fight so... I, I went with the girl. I would have rocked. And I would have rocked them. And you know that yeah. he got slapped. Got he got slapped <laughs> in his face by me and I got in trouble at my party. Mm-mm. But then, like, you know how she started crying because he blew out the candle? I was mad. The only reason why I started crying is because they yelled at me in front of everybody. Right. And I was like, I got embarrassed. But, child, I was I was a Barney stand, Barney freak. That's what I'm so saying is funny. I think I was in that last generation to really like Barney. I guess. So, I don't know. I mean, I'm hoping this is going to be successful. Like, I think, I hear what he's talking about, like the message and everything. That's cute. But I'm what's just hoping premise? that people yeah, are really into Barney like that. Right. To want to see it and bring it back. It'll be interesting. I know we love all of a throwback, but damn, that's like. That's <laughs> I know we back, all love back. a throwback, but damn. <laughs> um, I mean, I give it a fizz. More black people doing a great things. I'm here for it. Come on with it. Okay. Uh, my last quick thing is just very quickly. Uh, shout out to Beyonce. She's launching volume two of Ivy Park. <laughs> um, that was she a cute looks, video. Yeah, she looks great. I love the color palette. Yeah. Color palette is very cute. Look at the material. Look at the material. So just a quick shout out to her for that. Uh, fizz all the way. That's a fizz for me too. I'm I'm definitely in love with. Um, nice. 
I can't fit any Ivy Park right now, but <laughs> no, she's got cool. plus sizes too. I can't afford any Ivy Park right now. Then that's what I really. I meant. can't afford any Ivy Park. That's right what now. I really meant. But you had to bust me out. Anyways, um, all right. Okay. So, what are you taking from this week's episode? The thing I'm going to go back to, and I just want to briefly come back to this: um, when you know your worth, say that. That was going to be exactly. mine. Say that. You know exactly what you need to put up with and what you don't need to put up with. And to always strive to be in that position. Because that Say position that. will always serve you in the end. Period. <laughs> period, poop. Peer plank, period. Um, I guess since you stole mine, I would just say in this coming, this final stretch of the election, uh, find your peace. Keep your peace. Save your peace. Um, don't let this election wear you out. Uh, there is light at the end of the tunnel. I know it has been a long, stressful, very crazy and weird year. But yeah, find your peace and hold on to that and know that things are going to get better. This election cycle is almost over with. So just bear with us. Thank you, back me, backtracking music, backing music. Um Okay. This is our Emmy-nominated episode. Is it our Emmy-nominated episode? I think so. Okay. okay. It's our iHeartMedia I feel like award. <laughs> Don't get me started. <laughs> Do not get me started. Okay. Um, okay, where can they find the podcast? So, if you're looking for the podcast, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play. You can find us on Spotify, as well as SoundCloud. And where all, podplas- uh, all where podcasts are found. Yes. Yeah, and then if that. you are looking for me, they're not. <laughs> um, you can find me on Twitter at Trenton Rashad and on Instagram at Trenton Rashad. If you have any comments or mail that you want to send us, feel free to reach out Wait, to us. What? <laughs> no. <laughs> if you have no. any ideas about a future episode, I was about to give out this address. I was like, absolutely <laughs> no. Not. Why would I do that? I don't know. You just like mail. I was like, what? Uh, email. Excuse okay. me. Okay. Uh, send it to coldpopshow at gmail.com. You are stupid. I said, Wait. Yeah. Y'all heard whoa, her whoa, say whoa, mail. Whoa, whoa. I, I was like, y'all mail. Heard, he was like, if you have any mail, I was like, I uh-uh, wait, 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 wait. You said wait. Whoa, 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 whoa. So shout out to Shangela. But um, go ahead. Yeah, so send us an email at coldpopshow at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to look at our YouTube channel, Cold Pop Show, yes. for all our great content. And you can also find me on all socials at Marcus Drew Steele with an E on the end. Thank you so much for listening. That's our episode. Till next time. You know who says that? No. Have you ever seen the Impressive channel on YouTube? No, you have to show me that. Oh my gosh, you've never seen it? At the end, she always says, thanks so much for listening. Until next time. Very cute. All right, guys, we'll catch you all later.